Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Okay. Hey, good morning and welcome to the KLE. Yeah. Group. Whatever it is. <laughs> and, uh, I, I forget where I am. I'm doing so many things. I just think, yeah, which podcast group? I, I've already gone on live to be in the group and I'm on my main profile. I didn't yeah. even, anyway, so. Welcome hey, to um, May 1st. Welcome to May 1st. Welcome to May 1st. Great to have you with. And uh, welcome to Stephen, my conversation this morning. It's Friday, May the 1st. And um, we come, I wanted to say this is that you must understand is when Steve and I get together to do this conversation, we arrive with no agenda. Um, we honestly, and this is an example that we're trying to convey is not to come with an agenda that we want to impose on everybody else. We really come with, with our heart looking for the pneumatic costs of God to say, what is the Spirit of God going to ignite? So sometimes we stumble around a little bit the first few minutes, searching out what it is that the Spirit of God is going to hone in on. And when we find it, then we, we run with it at that point in time. So, um, so what we're trying to do is model, not trying to do, what we're intending to do is model for you um, what, you know, the, the, the way to actually have the breaking of bread when you get together I'm not talking about ministering a message. We're talking about just, we've experienced leaders and we can pick it up there, Steve. You know, maybe it's a good idea. It's like, this might be the topic we should run with a little bit today. Um, is that uh, we've had leaders that arrive with the elders, with the deacons or whatever to have a discussion and to seek the Lord, but actually they know exactly what they want to right. impose and manipulate the conversation to go towards they don't get their way then uh they're going to do it anyway so they've right. planned prepared and everything but now they've come to seek the counsel of god um as such to find the lord and what what he wants to do but they know exactly what they want to do already right and that's something that um uh we both experienced too as far as just even speaking i may have I may have studied a bunch of stuff in my life and uh, but to prepare a sermon and then to sit there and go through the sermon is, is not following the pneumaticos of God. It's not following what is he speaking right now. Now I may have taken notes on some things I studied and then all of a sudden he, he ignites that thing while I'm, while we're talking in a group. Uh, or something like that, or even the two of us together and just say, hey, you know what, I was studying that last week and look at this right here and, and go back to that particular thing. But it's not, it's not something where I struggle and prepare. Now, you and I both did that. Uh, I know I did like Saturday all day. I mean, I was, uh, you might as well have forgotten that I was around the house uh, because, you know, I was holed up and sometimes clear till four in the morning uh, Sunday morning, you know, I'm still preparing what I'm going to 
talk about, you know, agonizing over this message. Agonize. It's a message from God. No, you're trying to find something. You're trying to stir it up because you got to speak. Somebody's got to say something. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the struggle I have because out of your belly should flow a river of living water, not in fact, it even says, in that day, I'll bring you before kings, and you need not even think about what you're going to say beforehand. And uh, you're a king and a priest. If I sit here and try to prepare beforehand what I'm going to say, it doesn't do you any good because it doesn't come out of that wellspring of living water in me. And it says, if a, a counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding will draw it from him. My whole purpose too is to is to stir that water that's in you and draw out of your well. It's not just to sit here and let mine spill and try to figure out what I've got. I already know what I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, I already know what a lot of what's in my heart. But if you let that, if you let that deep call unto deep at the sound of his water spouts, it's not only your deep that comes out, it's my deep that comes out, and it and it somehow or other it it dredge it doesn't dredge it up it draws up more of that depth of something than what you would have just sat there and thought of yourself so <clears throat> exactly i think you know <clears throat> there's there's times and places for everything right right and, and so um within the context of equipping if i think of the word katatismos which is the equipping to pre repair and prepare right for works of service. If I think within the context of the whole concept of equipping, there, there, there is God, there has to be um, the time when values are set, when, when right. like, this is the standard we work right. with. Right. And there is a training and teaching in that particular That's aspect right. of things. So, so there is the didaskos, which is the, which is the, um, the instruction. Correct. And, but then there is that, that place where, where as brothers, sisters, as family, we search it out. Right. And we don't come with, with a prescribed agenda of what I want you to do. That's, I think, is the difference, is leaders don't impose. Right. You know, and it, right. it, it, I, I'm thinking of like Acts chapter 15, where, where Paul and Barnabas and Peter all go up to Jerusalem because certain brothers had come from Jerusalem and were imposing on the Gentile churches to be circumcised. And so they all go back to Jerusalem and now they discuss this whole thing. And afterwards the elders um, and the apostles and the elders have this discussion about what they've heard from Paul and Barnabas and Peter and others. And, and uh, James as the, as a leading brother, if you may, in that, in that context, stands up and says, well, it's been good to us and to the Holy Spirit that we should, um, to us as elders and apostles and to the Holy Spirit, that we should uh, say this. And they have a letter that we do not prescribe this as serving Christ but not to drink blood or whatever the story is. Right, right. And I, you know, within there is a good, a good dynamic of how, you know, whether it's a larger situation, a larger issue or a smaller issue. Right. But I think we, we need to be discerning as leaders of what is the right 
timing for things, you know? Right. Well, that's part of that. He who ministereth to you the spirit, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? The, the, of course, as you know, uh, ministereth, there's the word epicorigeo, which yeah. is the word we get choreography from, you know, the dance. Yes. So to watch over the dance, to watch over to see what uh, Christ is doing at that point so that you can help the bride dance with him. That's a whole different thing than if I'm sitting down training and equipping you. Now, I still need to find out what the father's doing at that point, but you can get over and I, uh, more into the systematic discovery, systematic teaching type of an aspect of something as opposed to just when you're coming in to start a foundation. See, the distinction is, and, and this is something you and I started talking about here a while back, when you lay the foundation, there's only one foundation that is laid that is none other than Christ Jesus. But the ones that lay the foundation are the apostles and prophets, not, not that you just run around calling yourself an apostle, so therefore I'm only doing foundation or I'm just a prophet, so therefore I'm just doing foundation. It's just there's a work that needs to be done, so he sets first apostles and prophets. Uh, if you think of the apostle as being one like the, the, the architect, the one that has all the plans, he, um, uh, you know, he sets things in order, which are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. Um, then the prophet comes along, more like the excavator, once the plan is set in motion, once the strategy is set, once you can see where the forms go and everything, the prophet comes in, roots out, plucks up, tears down, and destroys not the people, but he destroys that mindset. He destroys the, the foundations that have already been laid that aren't supposed to be there now, and then he reconstructs it. And, and it's, not, it's not a matter of, of he of you feel that imposition of that he does it like christ would you know which is you don't even hardly know that i'm rooting out plucking up tearing down and destroying things that are that you've always thought about you've you've always learned certain things certain ways for the last 40 some odd years and now all of a sudden you go oh that's what the difference is and it's that it's that prophetic prophetic by christ that gifting of christ because there's as you know, there's several different ways to prophesy, okay? Number one is the doma, well, that's not number one, but I mean, it's that doma gift of prophet in Ephesians, which is, it's by Christ. It's not a gifting by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then only testifies of Christ. He'll only testify of what's being done in somebody's life, that foundational structure. So he'll come back and First um, uh, Corinthians 12, you see that example of the manifestation of the spirit, there's prophecy. Uh, Romans 12, you see the gift, uh, charisma of prophet. Um, Revelation, you see the testimony of the um, spirit of of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. There's one other type of prophecy, and that's that lady that was falling around the people, (laughs) falling around Paul and them and just saying, oh, these are men of the most high God, hear ye them. And you know, most people go, hey, yay, verily, I'm glad this lady's out there saying amen, you know, to everything we're doing. But he calls that a spirit of divination, uh, which is the word puthos or python. And um, it, it literally means to constrict. So how a constrictor works, as you know, is when you take, when you take in a breath, you expand. But as soon as you exhale, 
it constricts a little bit on your body so you can't take in that next breath of air or that next breath of life at least to the full extent you let out the air again it constricts even more till finally you can't take any breath of life in at all and it and it has basically constricted everything and that's what you feel a lot of times whenever somebody comes in that is not a prophet that is a spirit of divination you can feel the air coming out of the room right and you just go, what is this? You know, why is this that I feel every time this person prophesies or every time this person comes around, I feel like the wind is being sucked out of the room. Now it's that, it's that reason. So, uh, but anyway, what I was going to say is that if, if we go according to the pattern shown to us on the Mount, which is these two guys set first, I'm not worried about trying to, trying to come up with elders. I'm not worried about trying to come up with deacons. I'm not worried about trying to come up with a sermon. I'm not, I'm not looking at all that churchy stuff that we've come into as, our, as a religious structure. I'm looking to build up these people. What is it these people need next? What is it this temple needs right here in front of me? What is it they need? And then you work on that foundational structure in their life as opposed to foundational structure of the church or the organization. And I guess that's the thing I'm dealing with right now with a lot of different areas. And so maybe that's why I'm spouting off right now. (laughs) It's interesting because if you look at Antioch, Antioch was a resource church. Antioch was sort of a, a, um, a hub that that uh, was then like established by the Spirit of God, and from there things began to happen into the into the Gentile world. Right. And and um, but what's his name? Um, uh, Barnabas. Barnabas goes there and he 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 sees what something is happening there. So he stays there and begins to encourage the brothers. But then he realized we need something here. So he leaves the church. And he travels all the way down to Arabia, which is um, like a long, long travel by foot. Right. Saul, Paul, and brings him back to the church because his gift was needed at at that resource place at that point in time. I thought it was Lawrence he went for. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, (laughs) no, he actually took his camel and... (laughs) <laughs> sorry sorry go ahead go ahead <laughs> so um he uh yeah now you got me off my stride Barnabas, um, coming back so, got took Saul with him yeah so so you know it, i think within the context and that's where we i don't know for years we always looked for the five-fold ministry within the context of a local situation right not possible it's within the context of a resource situation. And mm, that's and good. When, that's a good way to put that. A resource hub. Right. Rather than a local church. A local church cannot contain that kind. And what because simply the the pastoral gifting will try and quench all of those gifts to suit them. They will the never sheep. allow the synergy of the multiple giftings to arise. But right. on, in a in a resource hub kind of situation where apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers as equipping gifts, right? Not as 
uh, overseers, which is the eldership job. Right. Uh, rather, but as, as um, and they don't necessarily, it's, it's not meeting in a local church as we understand. Okay, I'm just sharing now my picture of what I have. Oh, it's great, because that's what we were talking about before we turned on the thing was, right. what's, we're, we're talking according to a picture, the pattern we've seen shown to us on the mount. So right. exactly. So this is coming down from years and years of study and, and research and looking at, at how this thing works and what is practical. And, and I look at that resource as the Doma gifts are in a hub, not necessarily in a local situation, but in a hub where they see in various areas that relate to them that they're responsible for the equipping. Not responsible for micromanagement, but responsible for the equipping. Right. And, and now they will say, okay, that, those um, gatherings or fellowships, the church, the ecclesia, I've got to watch my terminology. So the ecclesia in that region or the ecclesia in, in that relationship, in that, you know, whatever that area of responsibility is, is they need the evangelist equipping now. They need the prophet. They need the apostle. And so now, but they understand the order of things that first, secondarily, secondarily, and then, and then, and then, and then. So now they're able to supply resource to that area for the local overseers right. to have access to the resource that's required to develop and bring the house to maturity. Right. What we tend to do, though, like I was saying earlier, uh, before we turned all this on, is that for some reason, other God tells us to do something and for some reason, who knows why, we go about it building it completely backwards. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, completely out of order, completely backwards. Uh, we try to set governments first when actually that's the last thing that's set yes. is governments. And um, like I said earlier, before we turn this thing on, at least Satan says, I'm going to be just like the most high. We don't even come close most of the time when we're trying to build something. But he says, I'm going to be just like him. Uh, at least we could be kind of like him, you know, kind of kind of do it at least similar <laughs> to, to how he does it. But we try to do it completely backwards. We, we put governments in order, and then we try to establish helps to help us govern or to help the government. And then we expect uh, gifts of healing. And then we expect miracles. And then hopefully we can get some apostles and prophets to come through or to be around uh, so that it enforce our government. And I just, I always think about that at first Corinthians 12 that we talked about last week, you know, just as far as why is it we always do that backwards? Why is it we have to go in and establish governments first? And it's because of the world system that we have. It's not relational. Yeah. It's positional. It's positional. And so, and then that's something that, that I got from you a long time ago. Our relationship is non-negotiable. Once you enter into a relationship by Christ, that relationship is non-negotiable. 
it, it grows. It's two bones. He didn't, like I said last week, he didn't come in and, he, and when the bones were all dried up in the desert and they were scattered and it says we were cut off from all of our parts, he didn't say apostles and prophets come together. He didn't say elders come together. He said bones come together. And then he put sinew upon that. And because the body is only as strong as that which every joint supplieth, not every right. bone. That was this, yeah. I just thought of that scripture now, too. I just thought of because <clears throat> he talks about um, so from unto him who is the head, this is Ephesians chapter 4, unto right. him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part. Verse 16, uh, the working of each individual part. I think, right. how did we miss that? How did we right. miss that? Right. Everybody has a contribution, needs to make a contribution and causes the growth of the body of, for the building up of itself in love. Right. I'm I'm trying to look for that in Colossians. Oh, here it is. Colossians uh, 2.19. It says, And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands. It's not the individual bones, once again. It's the joints. It's yeah. the two bones that have come together and the bands that begin to hold those joints together. It says, Having nourishment then ministereth. Otherwise, you have no ministry of life. That's where the that's where the bone grows is at the ends toward the joint. That's where the marrow is produced is toward the joint. It's not produced throughout the whole thing. In fact, a lot of those bones, you know, just if you look at just a normal bone, it doesn't grow in the middle. It grows out here toward the toward the joint. And so, if I don't have a joint, I'm not grow. Well, <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? If I don't have a joint, I don't grow. <laughs> but uh, uh, as far as just, there is no ministry of life if we don't have this type of connection. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And and it says it grows with a growth which is from God at that point in time. Right. So when, right. When, when the alignment is right. Right. Then then the focus of life comes into it, the life of God, which brings growth from God, not not man's organizational ability. You see, I always used to struggle with this, Steve. It's like when, when I first started back in 1990, it's planted my second church at that point in time. And that's really what I did was I used my gift to plant a church. And, and it was in a little town. I mean, we did well for a little town. But I always ask myself, how do some guys, are, how are some guys able to build these like massive, um, you know, it, it, what does God love them more than me? I understand. Yeah. So what our challenge becomes is how do I get so spiritual and so anointed like that guy to have something as big as him so that I can have the plane like him or the two planes, the house, the motorbike, the house, the car, the, the, the uh, favor, the travel, right. the money, etc. How do Notoriety. I get so if we move from the aspiration or the, as I spoke about in the Facebook group yesterday, the, the, the earnest desire, right. we move from that to ambition. Now we're ambitious for a position. So now we strive. I'm always trying to be 
that guy. I want to be that person. And you know what? He's more anointed than anybody because he's got something bigger than everybody else. Right. What I realized, what I realized was some people are gifted in their organizational ability. Right. More than others. And so they're able to organize, shift, manage resources better than others. And therefore, they're able to put it together and pull something big together because they can inspire an organization. Right. And if you're not gifted in organizational ability, you will never get there. But if we organically keep facilitating the, the connecting of the bones and the ligaments, let God's growth come into it and he grows his body. Right. 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 Yeah. Cause most of the time our, um, I, I'm just thinking about why did I start that church? Why did I go and do that? Why did I start the church in a, in a particular place? Or why would I even go there and, and think that I was going to do that? Number one, why would I think I was going to start a church when the church was already started 2000 years ago? Right. Number two, to start a church, is not it's not the same mindset as building up people yes um starting the church usually behind that is is a a a platform for my ministry or a place i can minister and do what i do right uh just being honest uh and, and that's probably the the struggle that i look at now is i look at what is my motive you know what why am i doing this is there is there is this for this bone to be able to grow is this setting this bone with other bones so that it can begin to function finally you know or is this just something that i not another platform for me to um um uh what do you call it? expose my gift you know or display display myself yeah. and um because uh, most of that's based upon whether or not they like me, <laughs> you know, because you know how that goes. You, you, if they're not showing up again, that means that they probably didn't like you or your style or your ministry or your whatever. And so a lot of it's based upon our ego, not upon, not upon whether or not I can equip these people. We politicians, not leaders at that point. Right. Right. That's what politicians do. They always true. trying to find a platform for greater influence of their their idea they don't right. have many times most of the time they don't have a vision or you know, they don't have a mission or a vision for the next generation it's about right. how do i campaign to get myself in a position there are politicians that do uh, but not many um, right they become great orators so they can convince and persuade everybody manipulate and you know behind the scenes to get their position secured really and so the instead of being um, facilitators if i can use that word of the grace of god um, they right. they become politicians to secure their position right yeah if my object go ahead no no go Now I was gonna I was gonna say the 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 other on the flip side the the problem is is that you've got lots of young energetic young men and women that want to do something for the kingdom of God they don't understand the concept of that they just understand they're fired up 
and right. they get they get put under somebody that says, uh, your vision, my vision is division, division is division, cannot be, you've got to die to your vision, only my vision lives here. And what happens is there's no, uh, there's no inspiration or equipping or empowering right. for that person to fulfill what, you know, they want to go to war. That's really right. What yeah, designed. that's true. That's true. You know, the young men are designed to innovate, to create, to go out and to conquer the devil. I mean, that's what 1 John chapter 2 says. I write to you young men because you abide in the word and you defeat the devil. You know, it's right. just, that's what they're designed to do. The old men and old women are supposed to be uh, parents, you know, moms and dads who dream dreams and, and see stars, you know, and just... <laughs> facilitate the family to actually fulfill their God-given potential and their right. God-given ability. But what happens is we now, we incur this. So what happens is these guys break out and they're going to do something. Right. So like, so the only thing they know to do, of course, when you're an older guy and you, you, and I suppose they do the same thing. It's just like, okay, listen, I, there's no room for me anywhere here. My son right. in South Africa said to me, he said, he says, dad, he said, you don't understand. It's like, nobody talks like you. And, yeah. says, and so they, we don't have it. He says, I'm tired of, of um, serving prostitutes where, where, you know, you've got to, you pay them to, right. and, and they will keep you where you are. And so you end up being a prostitute just like them. And he said, I'm not prepared to do that. He said, but, where do we go? Where do we go where people actually equip you, empower you to be who God's called you to be? Yeah. You know? One thing that you said there was the word inspire. Uh, I mean, that's not the only thing you said, but I mean, that was a thing that really got to me at that point was if I, cause inspire means to breathe a breath yeah. or to, yes. Yeah. So if I can somehow get you to breathing that breath of life again, yes. Now, if we go back to that analogy that we saw in, in Ezekiel, where it says, prophesy to the bones, bones come together. What was the process in that? Because that's what he prophesied was the bones. He didn't say apostles come together. He didn't say church come together. He said bones come together. And then he put ligaments upon them or sinew. Then he put the flesh upon it. And then he put skin. And it stood before him, but it had no breath yet. And then he said, now breathe on it, or now prophesy to the wind. So he prophesied to the wind, the wind came, and they stood before him a great exceeding mighty army. And I thought, you know, it's, it's amazing because we want, we want something that has the breath of life. But unless you have relationship, unless there is that relationship, I can't even get you that breath of life. I can't inspire you. Without, I can inspire you with something I just teach, but it's usually it's very short lived because I can't, it's not an impartation because of the relationship. It's not something that you've not only seen. It's a good word there. What's that? Impartation. Oh, yeah. You see, what we do is we deliver information. Right, right. Impartation. Right, because the impartation is the spirit of it. Yes. With the understanding with, with, it comes with information but, right but it's not just a delivery of information right it's, it's the ability a, to do 
That's right. It's the ability to, to, to invest deeply into the character of the person. Right. Yeah, because it creates in you that. Yes. So a cow can look at grass and say, grass is great stuff. Chew it and spit it out and say, this is nice grass. But it has to, the grass has got to be imparted to the cow to become a steak. Right. Or milk. Right. Yeah, know, or milk, yeah. So it has to ingest it and become part of its DNA, in a sense, or part of its, its, its life so that it delivers milk and meat. Right. Something else, too, that we don't understand, really, is that when Joseph presented his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to, uh, to Jacob, his father, he presented one, the way it was supposed to have been done, um, you know, which was the older one to his right hand and the younger one to his left so that he could, you know, because Jacob at that point couldn't see. Uh, so, but it says that Jacob wittingly crossed his hands. That word is the word uh, in, in Proverbs, which is wisdom. It's also translated, have good success. If you want to have good success, don't keep doing it the way we've been doing it. Right. You wittingly cross your hands and you bless whatever it is God is blessing at that time. And it says that Ephraim means a double portion. If I do that, if I impart to you, not just teach you, because if I teach you something, you're not going to go beyond me. But if I impart to you the very spirit of life in it, so it reproduces after his likeness and image, you will have a double portion of whatever I have. My whole objective is to get the people around me into a double portion of what I have right. or who I am. Exactly. And if we can get that, basically, it's not trying to work yourself out of a job because it's not a job. It's right. building that person up so they're double of what they ever thought they could be. That's right. It's, you see, that, this is the thing is we need to understand is that the kingdom of God, with, which the church fits into, not, not the other way around. Right. Um, so the, the church, the ecclesia, and the ecclesia is a, a community that lives by a certain culture. That culture is the kingdom of God. Right. When we understand that, when we understand that as the ecclesia, not as the, the organization or the meeting, is that the ecclesia as a community that has a culture, that culture being the kingdom of God, is a certain way of thinking. Right. Is that it changes how we do things. So, and that's the whole point with kingdom leadership equipping is to equip people. People are asking like, I want a more practical approach to doing, you know, leadership. And I'm going, right. you know, the practical outworking is from a mindset. When you right. get a mindset, you make different choices, you make different decisions, you have different actions. Actions become habits. Habits become a behavior. Behavior is the culture. Right. And so it all starts with, with what is imparted to you as your values, as your perception, as your worldview, as your thinking processes. What is your belief system within the context of that? You've got to get that and understand that now, when you're presented with, you see, people go together by the joints and ligaments grows with the growth, which is from God. They go, well, what is the practical implication of that? Well, it, the practical implication is where are you? What are you doing? Who are you doing it with? Right. Now, there's, you need to find that truth 
and ingest that by importation, that it manifests in into the culture of what we're doing. The problem is what you said earlier is that our inspiration has been the world, has been the kingdoms of the world. That's true. So what we've got is we've got the president and the first lady of the church. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's the federal system of the United States. Yeah. What we've done is we've exported that to the whole world. So I go to Africa and to Malawi. I go into Grasshut Church. And here, people are sitting in, on, on the floor on mud. And here's the pastor sitting in a high-backed velvet chair in a suit because he's the president of his grass church. Wow. Presiding over the people and praying, God, remind our visitor of Anais and Sapphira. That it's not what we do for him, but it's what he does for us. And if he doesn't do something for us, then he will suffer the consequences of Ananias and Sapphira. Wow. Again, you missed the whole point from right. the get-go. But we exported that model right. to them. Yeah, that's true. So that's you true. know, it's like we've created a culture that's not kingdom. Right. And then, you know, for me, it's like, that's the whole point. You know, I keep coming back down to, I was doing a strategy session on Tuesday with my friend and, and just about KLE and Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group, et cetera. And just like, what is, what is the way forward? And, you know, just how do we implement some of the stuff? And, and, and I just had to sit, take a, a afterwards, just look again and say, what is the mission? What is it about? What, why am I doing this? Am I just doing it? Because, I don't want to create another church. He's just right. like, they've, they've got enough information out there. What is it that, and that, you know, again, it came to me is that it's about a, a, a movement to inspire a new way of thinking, a new right. way of doing. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent wasn't fall down, roll around, ball your eyes out, bring out the tissues, and people come and rub your back as you lay at the <laughs> altar and, and, and feel sorry about everything that you've done. It's not the word. The word is metanoia. Meta, change, noia, your very thinking processes. Right. How you think. How you think. Not just your thoughts, but how you think those thoughts. Right. Where does those thoughts ignite from? And so that's... I mean, if we if we have to break this all right down to the to the very core of that's what we're talking about, Steve. It's just right. like you know, is that if you 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 can't be you can't be doing this if this is required. <laughs> right. And what what Sean's doing for those of you just listening, he's putting his hands straight out and then crossing the hands. If right. it's crossing the hands, is what's required. Don't keep blessing those things straightforward like we always thought we were supposed to traditionally. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so we come back to the original the original thing is we we can't come to this table, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about us specifically, but this kind of discussion and right. going, okay, uh, we've always done it like this. Um, this is how we can, this is how I want to see this done. Because am I coming from a place of my position, my title, 
right. my organizational ability or am I coming from a place of I am a gifting amongst gifts. I am just a, I, I'm a, a, a joint or a ligament within the context of a body. Right. And, you know, so this is what I bring. What does everybody else bring to the table? Right. As a bone connecting to you, there's a, you're another bone. It, it, it makes a joint. There's the two of us coming together makes a joint. And what's so exciting to me is that, and this is something that I learned because of what we were doing uh, early. I mean, we've done for years now is that that supplied more. And that's why, you know, we kept saying, well, we ought to record this. We ought to record this because that supplied more to what was going on than just if I sat down and taught by myself something. Right. Because there was some, there was something, there was something about that life that was done uh, when the two bones came together that supplied. Yes. And I just, um, and I guess that's the thing that, that, uh, like I said, there's a certain frustration in me because I keep seeing the same pattern, like you said, all over the world being built because they don't, they take this model that we've got because they don't know another model and they start to build what they see is what they call the church. And that's not the church. It's, it's an organizational structure that has been taken from the world. And now we're just propagating that same system throughout the whole world again. And it's not supposed to be that way. And that's the, that's the difficulty is, like you said, changing that mindset, somehow getting them to the place to see. And I guess that's why it says, show the house of the house of Israel. And if they be ashamed of their iniquities, then show them the patterns thereof and the forms thereof and the goings out and comings in thereof. But if they're not ashamed of it, of what they built, I guess there's nothing more you can do. There isn't. It, it will, it, the thing is you can breathe a lot of life into a dead donkey, you know, so you can, you can, you can, <laughs> you can beat it and get it moving, you know, and, and yeah. uh, resuscitate it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and blow up the donkey and make it take a few more steps, you know, and, but again, the differences between a leader and a politician is that, a politician builds for his next election. Right. But a leader builds for the next generation. Right. That's true. That's good. And I want to say to, you know, it, to leaders, this is, the, this is my, this is what I, um, Miles Monroe says, you're not a leader if you're not angry, you know. <laughs> You've got to get mad about something, you know. And this is, this is the thing that, that just like jerks my chain. It's just, yeah. um, you know, is that if you are not going to create and begin to create a new culture, we are going to replicate, duplicate, and multiply what's been done for eons and eons. You're always going to have something that's, right. that's going to break away and do it the same way you're doing it, thinking he's doing something different because he wants an expression to his gifting and ability. Right. That's I, true. I, I, can't, I can't say... This is what you have to do. I, I, I don't know what your context is. I don't know what you, what kind of person you, you know, you know what I'm saying, Steve? It's just like, it's hard to tell people, this is what you have to do. Right. Step, step two, step three. But you have to begin to say, how do I introduce 
the culture of the kingdom of God into this? How do I, how do I bring 1 John chapter 2, a family orientation into this? How do I build people into a team? How do I begin to create a team where I'm not the presiding chairman, president, and my wife is the first lady? <laughs> you know? That's true. I must tell you the story, Steve. Um, I, I, this one lady I know, she told, she told me this story. She, she went to this, this uh, like big, big church somewhere. I don't know where. It's, so uh, she's South African, her and her husband. And they went as her, their team. So they were like um, three, three eldership couples. And they really worked well together as an eldership couple. Uh, team and so they all went to this like this church this like um, kind of mega church kind of thing so big television screens up you know all over and so the pastor comes <laughs> the pastor comes walking down the stairs and of course they've got an announcer and the announcer goes and today the anointed most spirit-filled the man of hour and power, you know, I don't know what they all said, but like, like they're pumping it up and it's just like, this is it. Give him a hand. Give him a hand today. And he comes down and of course he comes to stand at the pulpit. Everybody's standing up and applauding. He's the man of hour, the power and all the rest of it. And so now he picks it up at this point in time. And everybody's like, the music is going, you know, and, it's just like, <laughs> and he says today, the first lady is in the house. Oh, and man. she comes in. Let's welcome the first lady. And she comes down the stairs and she arrives and everybody's applauding. And he says, is that how you welcome the first lady? No. He said, no, no, no. Honey, go back up the stairs. You're going to do this again. <laughs> so, this lady, she's oh, man. in her hands. And her husband bumps her and she looks up and somebody's filming her on the screen. And she just, oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, that's like the epitome, the worst case scenario. But we can laugh at that. But isn't that being done in measures of sorts, you know, whether it's to that level or not? Um, and God knows, I, you know, I didn't do that, but... You know, we, we did our own, we, we did our own level version of, of it. Yeah. We, yeah. We had our own version of that. I know throughout the South, there's a, I was doing some work um, around different areas down here and uh, I would go by these little, little church. I mean, little tiny buildings and they would have the parking lot, you know, all striped out and then they'd have the title on the little uh, stop blocks that, and one of them would say, um, oh, what was it? Uh, chief apostle or whatever it was and then it would say first lady on, on another parking lot and i i mean another parking block and i'm going this is the craziest thing i mean to even have the parking lot set up to where the pastor has his own <laughs> parking place you know and the first lady has hers and i'm thinking holy cow you know th and then they had their entourage uh, i was at a meeting one time when they they called up the guy who was going to speak and he comes marching up toward the front, you know, 
and he has one guy on either side behind, you know, just barely one, two steps behind him, you know, carrying his Bible and the other one was carrying his briefcase in. And I'm going, this is a little tiny group. I mean, there's probably 150, maybe 200 people there. And there's these guys, you know, <laughs> making this big entrance, you know, big parade thing. And I'm just going, how religious have we gotten? Uh, it, this is nothing like you said about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Uh, this is the entrance of another king. You know, it's almost like they came in on his little donkey and were laying down leaves before him, you know. I mean, this it's just the craziness that we go to to try to replicate or duplicate something so we think it's God. Yes. And it's not. And it's not. And we no. try to do it in the world's way, you know. So, right. Um, and, and Steve, you know, I have seen people, you know, watch our videos and say we should, you know, we're too critical and all the rest of it. And I, I want to say is that, you know, Steve, we're not being critical. We're just highlighting the adversity, not the adversity, but the, the absolute um, absurdity of what the <laughs> kingdom culture is. Yes. You know, and listen, you know, it's, it's like honor those who labor among you. I understand that. I, and respect right. those, you know, I don't, but I, I don't think you have to demand respect. You don't have to, you don't have to um, impose a, a honor on people. People right. love you, honor you and, and follow you because you um, have relationship with them because right. they trust you because, because you serve amongst them. Jesus, I was just looking at that last night again in, in, in Luke. I, I was just meditating on that again. And, in, in uh, Luke chapter, uh, I don't know, Luke chapter 20 something. Um, oh, in, in Luke 22, and it, it says there arose a dispute among them as to which one of them was regarded to be the greatest. And he said, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who have authority over them are called benefactors or those that throw out some scraps. Right. And, um, but not so with you. But let him who is the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the servant. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I, this is what Jesus said, I am among you as one who serves. And you are those who have stood by me in my trials. But he says, I am among you as one who serves. And the word serve there is not doulos, which is bond slave, right. but um, diakoneia, which means to attend to, right. bring to, to attend like to a table. And, and so we, but he goes, he says, um, but not so with you. You know, I, I, I put a big circle around that because I thought, again, I mean, I, I've, I've, that, that phrase resonates in my spirit for, for some time, it's one of the first things that God dealt with um, back in the UK when I was sitting on the back seat of, of the local fellowship there, and and just God wouldn't allow anything, and it just began that it not so among you began wow. to just resonate that God said, "I do not want you to replicate the kingdoms of this world," right. and the leadership that you've experienced is the manifestation of the spirit of the kingdoms of the world. Right. And that's why it's not edifying. That's why it's not inspirational. That's why it's, it doesn't bring 
people to maturity. Right. Until we, until we get that and, but let him, <laughs> that's, we've got to reverse this culture. Right. You know? Yeah. One of the things that I, I was talking with a young gentleman uh, who's starting to work someplace, <laughs> I won't name names, but uh, you know, he's saying, we got to, we got to ordain elders. We got to do this. We got to do that. They've only been going for, you know, four or five weeks, maybe a month. Um, and because we have to deal with some situations. I thought the only reason you want to establish governments first is because of control. Yeah. You want to somehow control this. So you can, yeah. 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 Because I've got a certain, I've got a certain picture of how this is going to look mm. and I want to make sure I control the outcome. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this is, it's really sad. And I guess that's the reason we do it that way is because of control. Yeah. If uh, Paul says, I, I lay down my life, Christ came that you might have life in that more abundantly. Uh, he lays down his life so you can live. I mean, right. the whole reason is, is, is for a relationship. I want you to come out better out of this than I went into it. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's once again, that heart of a servant. It's that heart of, I'm here to see what it takes to give you life, to see what it takes to make sure you come into the fulfillment of your purpose and stature in Christ. In fact, that's what the fivefold are for till, till we all come to the fullness and stature of the Messiah for crying out loud. I don't know of too many people that have hung around long enough till you come to the fullness and stature of the Messiah. Or even if that's their intent, their intent is for you to see my vision and my purpose and my gifting. It's never been about bringing that person into the fullness and stature of the Messiah. Right. And if we can keep that somehow in front of our eyes uh, as just a person who is sent from God into somebody else's life, even, I mean, regardless of leadership you are going to lead if you have that mentality i mean people are going to it's just the way of the kingdom of god because you're building somebody else up uh that's just the way christ did it and so if you're pouring yourself if you pour yourself out so that they can live you're going to find out a lot of people are not only coming to life but you find out you end up finding your purpose in your life and all that because uh, I know there's a lot of guys that have contacted me through this medium that we're doing right now. And it's, it's like, well, what do I do for the next step? You know, what, what is the process? What is the, you know, how do I establish this? How do I build this? How do I, and I'm going, <laughs> the first thing, first thing is go back to what did God say? Bones come together. It's got to be based on relationship. You can't do it another way. It has to be, and you cannot build if you don't trust, if you right. don't, if you're insecure, right about, about your position. If you're trying to protect your throne or set up a throne, you can't build a relationship like that. You, no, kings are lonely people. Right, king monarchy is very lonely. Right, you know, you you sit that on, on that throne all by yourself, and right. there's. You know, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who's who's for your position. But when you relinquish all of that, then right. you, you've got no fear of those things. When you're confident in who you are and why you're there, right? 
that's it. You know, it's just like nobody can take, you know, one of the, one of, I think one of the, um, and we need to end this, but one of the things that really, really, uh, um, you know, for years I was always concerned is like, what, what happens if somebody comes up who's better than me? You know, I'm going to lose my church. Yeah. You know, I'm going to lose my, my income. I'm going right. to lose my, you know, my influence here. And, and uh, so this is just, it's crazy. My insecurity was very evident in everything that I did. Right. But, but you know, I discovered when in that eight year period in England, sitting down as God says, your fingerprint is unique to you. Right. My, my appointment of you and your assignment in the earth is unique to you. Nobody else can do it. I've given you a gift. There are many gifts, but one spirit. Right. <laughs> the, 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 man, the manifestation of charismas is not only one way. Right. You know, it, it manifests how people can pray for the sick can be different. And, and where you do it and how you do it and when you do it is different for everybody, but it's the same spirit of God. Right. Many administrations, same Lord or ministries and many um, um, results, but the same God who works the results in all things in all, in all ways. So, I, you know, when I got to that and I began to realize, wait a minute, you know, it's like, I don't have to be intimidated by Steve. I don't have to be intimidated by brother Doodad or Bucket Mouth or whoever. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I'm not intimidated by them because nobody can replace me. Right. Who I am and the assignment that God's given me. Nobody right. can replace that. Right. It's like, you know, so they can, they can fire me, but it doesn't change anything. It took me 10 years to find that out, but you know, it's just like, I wish oh, somebody you beat me. That was 20 years for me. <laughs> God, I wish somebody had told me that like you know, yeah. 1990 before I started, instead of trying to disciple me into their right. ministry way of doing things and rather discipling me into, into the Messiah, into Christ. Right. Christ like, I, I, that I would know. Jesus is not intimidated by anybody in the universe and certainly not by the guy who says, I'm going to be like him. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that's true. It didn't even intimidate him, did it? You can't take, you can't do what I do. That's it. Finished. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's good. Anyway, it's, that's good. It's good to just, put it out there again, you know, and just remind right. ourselves of these, these facets of what the culture is really, what the right. culture we should be living by really is, you know? And as uh, soon as this is over, this little time frame, um, I've got to call you and let's talk about the hub. Yes. Let's talk about the hub. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited about that. Let's end this thing. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us and sticking with us through the conversation with uh, Sean and Steve. And uh, this is uh, till next Friday. Hey, have a great weekend. Have a, a blessed time. And no, we're not being critical. We just like pointing out the extremes of things and saying that's not the way it's got to be done. We've got to show you what, what's wrong to actually <laughs> begin to point out what's right. You know, so um, we're not trying to be critical and judgmental and saying we better than anybody else. That's not the point at all. 
This is our conversation, our discussion. You're invited. <laughs> so you can get something out of it. All right. Until next time, this is Sean and Steve saying cheers and God bless.